Um, as you can tell, some things have changed. There's some new stuff going on with the website, the social media, Amen. and of course, here with us on set, yeah. this little guy behind me is our mascot. <laughs> His name's Seeker. Uh, he's literally the epitome of what we we strive to be. We strive Amen. to be those minds and those bodies and those beings that are searching through God's word, the Amen. word, Amen. for the truth of existence, for the truth of who we are, to help our spirit men grow. Amen. I like grow. this guy. Yeah, yeah I, exactly. He's engaged. You he's know, engaged. I, like, I like that. He's engaged in the word. <laughs> so, read the word, write the right. Hey. Seeker gets it. Amen. We hope you do too. Thank there you, you again for being a part of this. Amen. So today for our epi- first episode back, Pastor Clark and I are going to look at the word, the origin, the purpose. What we, What is it that we call the word? Why, why is it that we always say, read the word, ride the ride? What's exactly. the purpose? What's the point? Why are you here today? What are we talking about? Pastor Clark? Well, that's the question, and we're thrilled to be sharing with you. As always, we want to come sharing the Word of God because we know it's the Word that makes a difference in our life. And in that, I was looking in Thessalonians, and here Paul was writing to a group of folks that were a lot like kind of a lot like us in the Piedmont of the Carolinas. We're kind of in the foothills, and and uh, a lot of just good folk from good backgrounds and and just hard-working people. That's what they were. But they were facing, the Christians were facing a difficult time. And maybe you're watching and you're a seeker. Uh, you're following after our little, like our little fellow there. You're looking into the Word of God. You've got questions about the Word of God. And you're probably saying, well, you know, is, is this what it's all about? I mean, is this, is this the Word of God? Or should I be looking at some of the other older manuscripts, you know, the Book of the Dead or the Vedas, are going back into uh, the tales of Gilgamesh and the Sumerian Chronicles, those types of things. Well, yeah, those are some ancient manuscripts and all. But dear friend, the Word of God is what has made a difference in the lives of millions upon millions of people. Now, when Paul wrote to these folks, he was commending them and encouraging them because of their diligence and their faithfulness to the Word of God. It was helping them to have an establishment of an origins, a core of belief in their life that literally affected them, spirit, soul, and body. Now, here's here's the reading of that, and I'm reading from the New American Standard updated. For this reason, we constantly thank God that when you received the Word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted accepted it, excuse me, not as the word of men, but for what it really is, the word of God, which also performs its work in you who believe. Now, let me read that out of the the, um, Passion Translation, which is just, I'm really liking this a lot. And it brings things to such a clarity for us. He says, this is why we continually thank God for your lives. And this is what gets to the issue of things. Mm -hmm. Not how old necessarily a manuscript is, but of course (laughs) there's more documentation about the Word of God than there is anything else in the face. I mean, have you ever heard anybody debate whether the writings of Shakespeare uh, are, you know, uh, worthy enough, established enough to be read. Oh my goodness, no! Mm-hmm. And yet, there's 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 such a small amount of documentation on that. Oh, I've read a couple books about. It. I've seen a couple movies about. It. That, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something that that touches your life, mm-hmm. and that's the important thing. In the in the Passion Translation, it says, "We thank God for your lives because you received our message wholeheartedly." 
And I think that's where the struggle is, mm -hmm. whether people want to accept wholeheartedly God's word for themselves. You embraced it not as a fabrication of men, but as the word of God. And the word continues to be an energizing force in you who believe. That's right. See, that's the, that's the fascinating thing about the Bible. A lot of people say, well, I just don't know enough about it or I haven't read enough mm -hmm. of it to believe. Now, we do, we do say, and that's something that Pastor Clark and I both believe, that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. There, there Romans go. 10, 17, Amen. which Amen. is the Gonzo Bible Study mission verse. That's, that, right. that's our mission statement right there. We believe in reading Scripture in order to know Scripture. But the fact there of the matter go. is, no matter how little you think you know, if you're identifying Christ as the Son of God and identifying that basic truth of Scripture that, you know, that John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but Amen. have everlasting life. That's right. That is all you need to grasp hold of there you go. to believe in there you, who he says he is. There you go. The fact of the matter is, is as you believe, so does your knowledge grow. So does your belief grow. There's a foundational right. belief that is necessary to grasp hold of the truths of Scripture. A lot of people say, well, I just don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about God. But then again, let's, let me ask you this question. If you don't know enough about it, are you spending time with it? Are you actually studying it? There are you, you looking for it? That's this right. Scripture is very clear in the fact that it is only through belief and through understanding and through accepting this as the truth that it will start to make sense. That's right. Yeah, if you if you continue in the realm of sports, you're a baseball fan, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, America's a great pastime. I'll bet you know the names of some of the star players on some of the key teams, the ones that are mm -hmm. going to the World Series, right? right. And if you know, some of our younger folks, I'll guarantee you, you know the characters, their backgrounds uh, of the Marvel Universe, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> right. Uh, or whichever, whatever you want to do. Whatever it is you've given yourself to. And Paul says, you have accepted the message we came Earlier in this, if you go back and read that second chapter of 1 Thessalonians, he talks about the fact how when they came there, they lived together in a wholesome and, and, and in holiness with godly relationships and without fault, he said, mm -hmm. showing kindly affection to everyone. And so they, the people saw themselves what it is to have the Christian life mm -hmm. and to live the Christian life. And so he says, and you came to realize as you excuse me, as you embrace the word of God, that it was not a fabrication of men. See, that's been around a long time. Oh, yeah. A fabrication of men. Oh, yeah. But, but actually what it is, the word of God. And that word continues to be, see, as you embrace it, mm -hmm. as you take it wholeheartedly yeah, in your life, right. as you step into faith, guess what? It is It continues to be an energizing force in those who believe. It as you step into it, it takes hold of you. That's right. That's what the Lord does. That's right. Well, and see, and I uh, yeah. think that's part Absolutely. of the foundational issue when we're talking about, well, what is the word? Well, we say the word is, is God. It's, it's his spoken utterance. Mm -hmm. It's his expression. But naturally, the, the human aspect of us, the seekers amongst us, yeah. want to immediately stop and say, well, no, it was written by men. Men wrote the Bible. Men wrote the Bible. That's where that's where it came from, and all those things. And so, isn't there fallibility in it? Isn't there issue with it? You know, the the Word of God. You say, well, why if God is all powerful and all knowing and everything like that, why couldn't He write it Himself? Why did He use the facility of man? 
there's an easy answer. There's a logical answer. Well, who understands the minds of men better than men and how to utter and how to express those things one to another? So he inspired men with his truth that is then recorded. But let's step back for a moment and start with that basic question. So if we're going to talk about the word and yeah. the origin of the word that we want to read and write, then we start with the basics of God. God who? Who is God? Who is God in accordance to what is scripture? So the correlation between the two, and in that, we go to, we find passages all throughout scripture that lead us there. Pastor, would you take us there then to, I think it's 2 Peter? 2 yeah, Peter, the first chapter, and in that second epistle of Peter, now mind you, this is one of the latter writings of the first century. Mm -hmm. This is Peter writing to, to the believers and people who knew him, people who knew his ministry, his mm -hmm. life, and this is not long, not long after this, he is going to be martyred uh, for the cause of Christ. That's right. And in Rome, and in fact, him and Paul were martyred in Rome, uh, not at the same time, but uh, within reasonable of, with reasonable time of one another. But nonetheless, nonetheless, Peter introduces this as thinking back on the episode of the Mount of Transfiguration. Now you find that in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. You find that those details, and I would advise you to read it in all three, all three Gospels, because you've got different aspects coming from Dr. Luke. You got it coming from Mark there with Simon Peter being a part of that, and you've got it coming from Matthew, given the full Hebrew background of it. Okay, and nonetheless, it says that they were the eyewitnesses of our Lord, and when they heard the voice of God there on the Mount Transfiguration, saying, this is my son, and I'm well pleased. Okay, and then Peter goes on to say this. And, you know, he mentions the fact we ourselves heard this utterance made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. This is the important thing. This is why in the days gone by, back in the earlier centuries, this is why these, these books, 66 books, found themselves a canon or a gathering, mm -hmm. a, a straight that comes from the old word. In fact, we borrowed, that word was borrowed from the Sumerian, uh, some of the old Sumerian and Ugaric texts, meaning the reed or a, a gathering of reeds forming a straight board. It became known as a standard, something to be measured by. And so Peter says, you know, we heard this ourselves. We were there. Remember, Peter, James, and John, if you don't know this, were with Christ up on that mount of transfiguration. Yep. And so he says, we heard this, we were there. And he says, so we have the prophetic word made more sure, mm -hmm. to which you do well to pay attention to as a light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your heart. And there's a reference to Jesus, the Messiah, right there. And that's such an important, to know this, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy has ever been made by an act of human will. Human will. That's right. But men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Now, and the Passion Translation gives a wonderful reading of that as well. I don't know if we want to try to take time to read it now, but he's telling us we've got that, that sure word and in the passion there's in fact there's some interesting footnotes there there again the thing about getting a good reference bible and having some good references because there it talks about the the prophet's writings mm -hmm. and you see somewhere uh somewhere in the i think it was back in around the the sixth century bc 
we have there that first mentioned in the book of Kings, Second Kings, where it talked about the book of writing or the book of God, the book of the Lord, okay? And that's what some of the first references, the fact that the oral tradition was gathered into written form. Mm-hmm. You see, it all comes through a process. It's amazing. We, we'll accept the fact of processes or evolutions of things mm-hmm. in almost every area of life, but for some reason people have a problem, it seems, with that happening in the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because that goes all the way back. You know, people always like to reference those councils, the councils that assembled the Bible, right. Right? the Council of Nicaea, or the, right. so on and so forth. And what it was is, even back then, even back there talking in the first and second and third centuries right after Christ, immediately people started to heap things on the Bible, yes. started attributing yes. things to scripture yes. that were not. So what the, what the, what the collection of, of religious elders of the time did was they sat down and they looked at these holy texts and the, the things and the ways they weeded out certain texts and decided certain texts were not supposed to be in scripture, were not part of scripture. That's true. Was simply how they reflected the character of God. Mm-hmm. Does this line up with who we know God to be? Yes. Does this match who we know Christ to be? Yes. And see, a lot of people like to come with the books of Apocrypha and all the all the different side texts. Yes. I'm like, well, in, in this, it says this, but we don't include that in Scripture. I'm like, yes, yeah. we don't include that account in yeah. what we refer to as the Scripture because within it are held things that are di- directly opposed to the character of God and yes. to the nature of his, his flesh-born son, Jesus Christ, born of a woman, and those type of things. If it goes against the character and nature of something, then we naturally don't agree with it. We call it something else. And in this case, we call it lies or we call it you know, yeah. extra biblical e- things. Exactly. And so exactly. It, that's how you know a lot of times when people say, oh, well, in this account, Mary Magdalene was the, the wife of Jesus and all that. Well, see, the problem with that is that that aligns up a story that is yes. not within the, the confines yeah. or the, yeah. the character of Jesus yeah. Christ. Right. And the reason we say, well, that's, that, that can't be is because here's the problem. Jesus Christ was either the son of God or he was a liar, a thief, and a cheat. That's right. Because That's he claimed right. to yes. be the son of God. Yes. He did miracles in the name of God. Yeah. He was received as the son of God. Yeah. All these things. So either he was one thing or another. He cannot be a good person right. and not the son of God. Yes. And exactly. so that, that, that exactly. was one of the things. that. That's why immediately in the early generations of the church, we, mm. we refuted certain texts. We said that cannot be. Because just like when Pastor Clark was talking about all the different accounts of that Mount of Transfiguration, it comes down to character. Yes. The character of these men and yes. the various vantage points. See, that's, that's right. one of the things Scripture also gives us because one of the things we've learned, especially in the 21st century psychology, is the fact that there are perspectives to every situation. Absolutely. The fact that three different, four different, ten different men could give a similar account, mm-hmm. almost down to the word when yes. they're quoting Christ. Yeah. yeah. Similar accounts, but different perspectives on a thing yeah. authenticates what it is. Exactly. They, you know, the, the, and so that's one of the things that we have authenticated in that account there in Second Peter. Yeah, and Peter's, you know, and there again, Peter's saying, we wit- which we witness. That's right. And, and there he's not trying to put himself above anyone else, you notice. No. He's not saying, oh, I, I saw, I, no. It was Peter, James, and John there. They all give testimony, and, and 
to their credit, in the later years, in the, some of the councils, that was some of the hard line they held to. It had to be those words that were given by eyewitnesses That's of right. the Lord. Just like the just like the recognition of apostles had to be those who had been in the ministry with the Lord, had witnessed his death and resurrection, though all those things, so that they could be the bearers of the truth. And, and I did pick up that I did pick up that uh, the passion on that. Yeah. There's Second Peter, if you don't mind. <laughs> Go ahead. He says, and we have been given a prophetic word, and this is where he says the written message of the prophets mm-hmm. made more reliable and fully validated by the confirming voice of God on the Mount of Transfiguration. And you will continue to do well if you will stay focused on it. Mm-hmm. And of course he goes on. So there's the point right there. Do we do we receive that? Do we, uh, as, as uh, Paul said there to the Thessalonians in the Passion Translation, do we embrace it? Right, wholeheartedly. Right. You know, people always talk about there again. I love I love how it uses those words or it's, you know, where he's validating scripture yes. through the utterance of the spirit, through Amen. the utterance of God. How many times throughout the New Testament do we see Jesus Christ validate Amen. Old Testament law? There you go. Cuz he constantly yes. when he when called to question by the religious right. people of the day, yeah. what was his response? He's like, "Well, do you not know your word?" Did you, you not go. read the word? You, is the word it. not is the word not in you that yeah. you would know? And yeah. you know, I can't help but see a little cheek in it sometimes. Yeah. Jesus is just like God. I my like dad that. already told you the answer. There so you go. Do we really need to rehearse this in public? I mean, okay. Here okay, you. we can. <laughs> like I, I love you know. It, it always makes sense to me. This is like, yeah. And the Lord just <laughs> laid it on him. <laughs> and then, and of course, dumbfounded, the religious people are like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like. Well, here's what I'm talking about, Willis. And he goes into it. And he right. just launches into quoting the scripture, validating and the validating law. Validating the word of God. See, that was one of the things, too, yes. is New Testament believers, yes. people in the in the modern era, want to say, well, that's old law. That doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Well, if it, it does. Did, Christ validated the law. He came yes. and fulfilled the law. Yes. He did not erase the law. That's right. It says that in scripture, too, that as long as, as long as the heavens and earth exist, not a single dot or period shall pass away from my word. Psalms 119. That's, that's right. right. There you go. There it's you go. all right here. That's right. And see, that's one of those yeah. things. And see, I am horrible, and I'll admit it right here on this podcast. I am horrible with citations. But the word of God, if you're reading it and writing it, It'll be in you no matter what. Amen. And you'll find that even, even though the citation may not come to you, the utterance of the word that's will come right. out of you. That's there, right. Because that's just it. When we talk about reading the word and writing the ride, there is a spiritual and mental and physical ex- experience to being in the word of God, to being yes. filled with the spirit. Your spirit man who's been emaciated up until the point where you feed him with scripture, now he's got fire now he's got power. Now he has a voice of utterance. Because see, that's what comes with the word of God Amen. is you give that spirit man on the inside of you a language. That's you give right. him power. And Amen. he with that power, he's never going to just, oh, well, it's a dark room. I have a flashlight, but I'm not going to turn it on. <laughs> no, what happens is that spirit man just starts glowing, yeah. starts emanating that's the word right. of God. And so if you get it inside of you, Riding the ride becomes that more, that's much more easier. Like we started this out with, but it's easier to believe the word of God right. if it's inside of you. Amen. You can't yeah. believe something you that's don't right. know anything about, but Amen. it only takes a morsel to grow into a tree. 
pretty simple. Yeah, Peter said, you know, the day star arose, the dawning took place in a dark place. You may be in a dark place. That's right. You may feel like you have no answers. You may feel like you have no direction, no guidance. And you're wondering, what gives? What is this life all about? Well, the fact of the matter is, you're here. You have a purpose. Because God was here from the beginning. Now, a young man named Timothy, Paul gave him this instruction. This young man was to go on to be the pastor of the church at Ephesus. And it was a church in the midst of, well, you just call it Sin City. Okay, Ephesus was Sin City. Viva Las Vegas. All right. Okay. And Timothy was in the building, okay? And he was going to be there for the duration. Uh, some say that that church was thousands of people, thousands of members, and a lot of situations there. And he went on, I'm dropping in the midst of this here, Second Timothy chapter 3. Paul encourages him by saying this, You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. We're going to do our best to give you a solid encouragement. Mm -hmm. And we hope you'll look forward to it. We're going to do it in, in short term. We're going to do it in long term. We're going right. to do it every way we can. And that's what we're all about now. And we want you to ride that ride, read that word. That's he right. says, because however, to continue in the things you did, that from childhood you had known the sacred writings, which you are, which were able to give you wisdom that leads you to salvation through faith. You see, the convincing power of the Word of God brings you to that point of faith. God's given you the faith. That's the first gift given. Yep. And you've got that faith to step on out in and let it develop, let it grow, embrace that, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, he says, verse 16 now, is inspired by God, profitable for teaching, reproof, correction, for training in righteousness, so that the person of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Dear friend, you've got a purpose. God has a purpose for you in your life. Embrace it. Embrace it today if you would. That's right. Praise God. Let the let the dark place be dispelled by the dawning. Let the morning star enter in. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So thank you again for yes. joining us for this episode of the Gonzo wow. Bible Study. Tune in next time. Be checking our Instagrams, our Facebook. Follow us wherever you can Amen. on YouTube. Go to gonzobiblestudy.com. Check out the things that are going on there. We hope you'll continue to engage with this content that's right out of the Word. Amen. And make sure between now and our next episode, you're in the Word. Amen. Read the Word, word and, and ride, ride the ride. ride. <laughs> have a blessed day. Praise God. We have something to share. We're really proud of this new t-shirt. And we're excited to have it available for you on our website. Check out this t-shirt and other merch at gonzobiblestudy.com. Remember, read the word and ride the ride.